Welcome to the Invest Smarter Podcast, where you'll learn about the power of building wealth through real estate and how you can achieve financial freedom through multifamily investing. Keep in mind, if you're interested in learning more about investing in multifamily real estate, head over to our website, sastexascapital.com, and take advantage of our free report on why multifamily investing just makes sense. Now, here's our host, Simon Castillo. Hey, I'd like to welcome back everyone to another Friday look back episode of the Invest Smarter Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Castillo, and this is my opportunity to provide you with the best insights and advice into the world of real estate investing, business, and entrepreneurship. So as always, uh, the first thing I'd like to do is take care of just our our, uh, housekeeping items and let everyone know, again, to uh, visit our website, sastexascapital.com. Right now, you can go there and download our free report on why multifamily investing makes sense. That'll get you onto our email list and that will uh, provide you with investment opportunities as they become available. Uh, You'll also receive our our monthly newsletter uh, with updates and additional uh, investment insights and tips. So again, sastexascapital.com to uh, sign up for the newsletter, download the free report on why multifamily investing uh, makes sense. Uh, I also uh, previewed last week that uh, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, uh, I will have my first ebook uh, ready for uh, for download. Uh, and again, that will be available at sastexascapital.com. If you are on our mailing list, you will get notified of when that um, uh, download, that ebook is available. Now, there's always investment opportunities um, available. So what I would suggest is that if you have not uh, signed up uh, for our newsletter, then please go go to our website right now, sastexascapital.com. Be alerted of new opportunities and learn of existing opportunities. Also brand new, for those of you that have had a chance to attend our Wealth and Whiskey Meetup, um, right now brand new is the Facebook group uh, for the Wealth and Whiskey Meetup. Um, And really, this is just the Invest Smarter community coming together in a Facebook group. The community will focus on networking, education, and finding ways for all of us to be able to invest smarter. So today, you know, what I'd like to talk to to you all about is just, it's kind of a caution, you know, a caution for everyone out there about all of the misinformation, the bad information, the get-rich-quick schemes, and other bad actors that are out there that give real estate investors kind of a bad name. I'm going to show you how to make $900 in three hours using this stupid easy side hustle. Here's a really easy side hustle that even an 11 year old could do. I want to share in this video with you some ways that you can get started in real estate. I'm going to share with you my dirty little secrets to start getting rental properties now with no money. And I'm going to tell you exactly where you should be looking to buy your first rental property. Now you've probably seen infomercials. uh, Maybe you've seen the YouTube videos with people flaunting their luxury cars and their flashy lifestyle. And they claim that they'll teach you, you know, how to buy rental properties with no money. And they'll uh, show you exactly where you need to go to look to buy your first investment property. Sounds amazing, right? <laughs> well, first of all, um, there's, there's, there are no sure things in the investing world. Real estate can provide you with amazing risk-adjusted returns 
but you need to understand what the risks are. Now, say for instance, for the small individual investor that owns you know, a small portfolio of properties, uh, maybe one or two or, or a handful of properties, uh, for someone like that, it's important that they avoid speculating that prices are going to continue to go up. Instead, what they should be doing is focusing on putting enough uh, money down as a down payment to have cash flow left over after all of the bills are paid on those investment properties. And even as a small investor, you have to make sure that you're well capitalized in order to weather any vacancies or any major repairs that may pop up uh, while you own those investment properties. I would, I would say that capitalization and speculation are what sank most investors or many investors in 2008 and 2009 uh, during the financial crisis uh, and are also impacting investors even today. Now, I'll say that I get disappointed and actually, no, I'll, I'll even say it. I, I get mad when, you know, when I hear people hype up real estate as a get rich quick scheme. Real estate is a get wealthy, slow game. Most of the time you are equity rich, meaning that your, your cash is tied up in the properties and the equity within those properties and, and Yes, hopefully they're generating cash flow, but the majority of your wealth is going to be in the equity that's in those properties. So real estate is a, it's a strategy. It's, it's, it's a vehicle that takes patience, a willingness to learn, a willingness to make mistakes, learn and grow. But in the end, the rewards will be well worth it. But there's always going to be these bad actors. And maybe, maybe that's too harsh to say about an operator um, that, that maybe makes mistakes, but um, I'm going to dive into again, um, you know, what happened in Houston last month, uh, where, where an operator in Houston was responsible for one of the largest foreclosures uh, in over a decade in the US. And I'll use this as, as an example of, you know, highlighting some of the some of the risks that are that are present in, in investing in real estate, but uh, also just some of the, the lack of common sense that that sometimes is, is prevalent. So, you know, one real estate speculator, you know, tarnished, basically tarnished an entire industry. When you look at that case study of what happened in Houston to this one particular operator, um, I mean, there was red flags from the very beginning. They, they essentially threw out any risk management, you know, threw that out the window. They promised big, you know, flashy returns. Um, so already there's a couple of red flags, you know, that from, from what those people, what those operators were doing in Houston. Second thing is that in a matter of just a few short years, uh, you know, this operator accumulated over 7,000 doors, you know, units, apartments worth half a billion dollars. And in just a few short years, he became one of Houston's largest landlords. Now, at some point, when you've accumulated that many, that many doors, when you've accumulated that much real estate, You'd think that you'd be satisfied and you'd want to focus on running your properties instead of uh, continuing to, to, to purchase, to buy more properties. But that's not, what, that's not what this operator did. He did continue to try to keep buying. And then came the cracks in his business. Um, you know, interest rates more than doubled in less than a year. Almost all of the debt that he had taken out to, to buy these properties uh, was floating rate debt, meaning that the rate... Uh, that he was paying uh, would, would reset based on the current interest rate environment. So his, his debt payments were, were increasing rapidly during this time. 
Now I mentioned earlier about risk management, uh, you know, a simple mitigation tool to use against rising interest rates would be to have a, a rate cap in place, which provides protection against uh, rising rates. Um, that was not in place. That's, that's, a, that's obviously another big red flag and a big miss by, by this operator. So now his debt service has doubled and he's underwater on his payments because he can't raise the rents fast enough to keep up with the rising uh, payments, the rising uh, debt service uh, on his, on his uh, uh, properties. But even before all this, his, his business plan was fundamentally flawed from the beginning. So uh, what this operator was doing was buying basically class D properties. D is about as low as you can get on the, on the property scale. And just so, just as a recap, you know, class A property, uh, newer property, uh, you know, nice area of town will command, you know, uh, uh, expensive rents. Um, class B is typically, typically gonna be a little bit older property, uh, probably 1980s, 1990s uh, build. Uh, still, it's it's prime working class type of housing, uh, and commands you know uh, significant rents. Uh, class C is is typically working class uh, type of type of properties, uh, likely built in the 70s, uh, maybe maybe early 80s, uh, but still you know solid uh, uh, solid area of, uh, of town, solid uh, working class uh, group of of tenants, uh, you know still. Still, some 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 significant value add opportunities, you know, at that class C level. So, you know, for me, class D then is when you are in some extremely low income areas, you know, high crime, you know, undesirable areas of town where you would be um, you would be a little bit concerned if you had to uh, go out there and and try to collect, you know, a rent payment. But that's what this operator's business plan was: is to buy these class D properties and hope, again, hope. Uh, to maybe raise them up to a to a C level property through uh, renovations and and value add um, strategies. So at this time, you know, he, this this operator has accumulated this this huge number of properties in the Houston area, you know, fringe areas of Houston, uh, lower income, high crime, and he doesn't focus on his properties. He grows too fast. He doesn't have the reliable property management uh, and processes and construction management in place to really execute on his renovation and value add strategy. So what happens? The, the properties actually decline even further to the point that even the mayor of Houston visits one of his properties uh, because the, the tenants at that property were complaining about how deplorable the conditions were. Now, how rare is it that the mayor of one of the largest cities in the United States finds it worth his time to visit an apartment complex. Just think about how, how rare that is. And then in April last month, four of his properties, 3,200 units uh, go into foreclosure. And next week, another 100 units uh, are scheduled to go into foreclosure auction as well during the first week of June. So what's, what's the moral um, of, of the story? And, and, and I would say that, you know, real estate investing is, you know, it's a world... It, it's a world that's full of people like you and I, people looking to build wealth, using real estate as, as a vehicle, but using prudent, patient, and strategic approaches to building wealth using real estate as our investment vehicle. You can invest in and you can buy apartment complexes the right way with the right team, 
and the right business plan in place to add value, not only um, to you as the investor, to your partners and your, and your investors who come into the, to, to the deal with you, uh, but you can add value to the, to the tenants. And I think that's always one of the missing pieces in, in some of these equations is that uh, we're also looking to you know, create a better place a, a better living experience for the people that live in these buildings um, that, that, that we own. Uh, and we can't lose sight of that because, you know, those are the people that uh, are raising their families uh, in, in these buildings and in, in these apartments. Uh, they're celebrating their birthdays or celebrating ho holidays um, uh, in, in our buildings. And we have to provide them with the best living experience that we can. And I would add that one bad actor does not define who we are as, as investors. And um, as, as disappointed as I am, as, as, as mad as it, as it makes me feel sometimes because it gives you know, real estate investors a, a, a black eye, so to speak, you know, one bad actor does not define um, who we are. And we will continue to uh, look for opportunities to, to acquire properties. We will continue to look for partners. We will continue to look for investors but we will also continue to execute you know, on our uh, strategies and business plans to the best of our ability. And we will continue to mitigate as much of the risk as possible. And we will not waver from our uh, standards when we look for opportunities. We're not looking to grow quickly. We're not looking to get rich quick. Again, real estate is a, uh, is a get wealthy, slow strategy. And that's exactly what we're going to continue to do and we invite the rest of our Invest Smarter community to, to continue to follow those principles. And actually, speaking of community, this is where, you know, this is where being part of a community is, is also very important because, and, and it can come in, in, in handy. Uh, when, when you see a deal or you see an opportunity or, you know, you, you think you have something that, that you really want to pursue in, in terms of a, a real estate investment, being part of the community is uh, can be an amazing benefit because you can uh, you can chime into the community and get immediate feedback. And it can be very, very helpful, a very powerful tool uh, to have other voices and other eyes that are able to look at something that you are also uh, looking at and get someone else's perspective, uh, maybe someone with more experience than you, maybe someone with um, you know more uh, knowledge than, than you've acquired so far. Um, and that can be extremely helpful and extremely powerful uh, when you are in that kind of a community. And that's why we invite everyone to be a part of our uh, Wealth and Whiskey uh, Facebook group, uh, because that is, that is another way that we hope to be able to empower all of us uh, to be able to invest smarter. And if, you know, if, if, if you've heard me say this um, one time, you've probably heard me say it many times, but you always want to be around people that are of the same mindset and doing the types of things um, that you want to do um, as, a, as a real estate investor. So, so with that in mind, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and close this episode of the uh, Friday Look Back. I hope that you found value in this episode. And if you did, please share with a friend. Um, it's, it's a great way to, to help to get the, the, the name of the show out. And also, please leave a five-star rating. And that also helps tremendously to, to grow the show and attract the type of guests that you, the listener, uh, would love to hear from. So again, thanks for joining me on this Friday Look Back episode of the Invest Smarter Podcast, and we will talk again next week. 
Thanks again for listening to the Invest Smarter Podcast, the show that educates you so that you can take control of your financial future. Be sure to rate the show five stars and leave us a review. Make sure that you're subscribed so that you automatically receive the newest edition of the podcast when it's released. So what'd you think? If you're interested in learning more about investing in multifamily real estate and taking control of your financial future, head over to our website, sastexascapital.com and take advantage of our free report on why multifamily investing just makes sense. And be sure to sign up for our mailing list to receive exclusive investment opportunities straight to your inbox. It's time to invest smarter. That's sastexascapital.com.